My name is Lorelai Royalty. I work at the G. Robert Cotton Correctional Facility. I'm here to let people know about the Polar Plunge happening in January. I encourage you to go out and look for a Polar Plunge event in your area, and you can register at plungemichigan.com. Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to a new episode of Field Days, an award-winning podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your almost witty hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Field Days Podcast. I'm Greg Straub, joined as always by the Department of Person Chris Gouts. Chris, it's another edition of Comms 101. It's like 401 now, right? Well, that's 401. That's true. Yeah, it's 2.0. It's not even 2.0 at this point. Um, so this is our, I guess, third? Third or fourth, yeah. I don't know. Edition of, of what's, so what's happening in comms. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is, this is good. I, I, think, I think, or ho- I hope that staff are finding these useful where we're kind of explaining what's next in comms, talking with the people who are actually rolling this out. So in this edition, we have two great staff that will be talking about the healthcare rollout that's happening. So I, first of all, want to welcome Marty K. Sherry and Liz Solomon. Uh, why don't you guys just quickly explain what you do for the department and what your role is with uh, comms? Sure, Greg. I'm Marty K. Sherry. I'm the Acting Health Service Administrator for the Bureau of Healthcare Service. I have primary oversight over the um, healthcare administration. So my responsibilities for the rollout is just ensuring that it goes smoothly, that staff have the information they need, and that if there's any issues, we get them addressed as quickly as possible. Okay, so if it doesn't go smoothly, it's your fault? Is that what you're saying? No, it's definitely not my okay. fault. We'll, we'll be placing the blame on someone else. <laughs> that happens. And Liz? Hi, I'm Liz Solomon. I'm the Health Informatics Manager for the Bureau of Healthcare, and um, my role is to be the lead subject matter expert for comms. Well, welcome to Field Days, guys. I, I think this is uh, both of your first time on Field Days, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Which is really sad because Marty Kay is awesome, and she's been you know wandering by, seeing you know us doing these podcasts. We've done like 170 episodes so far. And she uh, and let me like, know this is like the three first doors time. down. Yeah. Three we, doors we, down. We do these, uh, yeah. uh, very, I thought I should have been sad. asked earlier. Many, I agree. Many it's it's Chris Gouts. He's a public information <laughs> officer, so you can, you can blame him, much like okay. we won't I, blame you for I, the, the. I blame myself. <laughs> I expect maybe monthly additions now that I I've get done her on this the radio one. all the time, here's, but I never thought to get her on the podcast. Here's the thing now you're an official friend of the pod. You can come on whenever you want. Excellent. Yes. Count me in. Yeah, so let's talk comms and let's talk, I guess, a little recap of what's happened so far, Chris. You know, comms is being implemented across the state. As, as we speak right now. Yeah, and it's already having a pretty good impact on the way the department operates. As you know, all parts of the department will be affected. I mean, Omni's going away, the, the healthcare application's going away, I mean, food service went away. Um, so every part of the department will be affected by comms. Yeah, and food service uh, already went into place in October, and we had a podcast about that, um, what, a month or so ago. So yeah. if you're interested in how that's going or how that was going to be rolled out, you can go back and listen to that one. And then uh, from all that we've heard from Kevin Weisenborn and others, that it seems to be going pretty well. Yeah, no, that's great. And I know I think FOA's next, I believe, or maybe the parole board in FOA. So let's talk healthcare. That's why we're here today, though. Next up is the, is the healthcare module. And uh, I guess, Marty Kay, you can answer this. Um, what can everybody expect out there from the healthcare module and comms? The comms module is going to be a single system. So it rolls in all of our healthcare, mental health, dental into one system. 
Right now we utilize NextGen, um, and some of those components within NextGen are separate. So mm -hmm. this will consolidate those pieces and put them into one system. The other highlight with the healthcare module is that comms was designed specifically with corrections in mind. So our current system um, is more community healthcare. So this system really is designed by healthcare experts with corrections experience. The module is currently being used by two other states, Iowa and North Carolina, as well as the Federal Bureau of Prisons. So it really will streamline the work that we do and really kind of help some of our current systems in terms of our processes, the dual entry. Um, so lots of positives happening with the healthcare module. Yeah, when you say um, no more dual entry, I, I, I love that. I think that's, I think that's you know, part of the problem with our systems now is there's a lot of uh, multiple right. entries. And it's not very efficient. So I'm excited personally just to have that efficiency in place with our system. So I'm going to throw you a curveball here. Um, I know healthcare and, you know, inform healthcare information is um, very confidential and very private information. Mm -hmm. Having this be now in our system integrated with everybody else, is there a mechanism f so the field side or the prison side can see more healthcare information about the people they supervise? Do you know that? Eventually, when we're all online with comms, we'll have that ability. Because of the sensitivity of the medical right. information, there will still be releases um, that we do so that other people can see that information. So we'll continue to work with others in order to be able to see that. I, that's good because I think that's super important, especially when we supervise people in the community, to know mm -hmm. um, a little background information on them, which is um, a, little, a little tough now, but uh, it, hopefully the system will make it easier so we can just... Right. I think a lot of our referrals that go to the community for substance abuse, that will streamline that process particularly. It, it sounds like there's been a lot of thought you know, into making this system really work well for, for especially your folks. Uh, I know that when we were implementing food service, there was a lot of great features and benefits that comms brought to the table for that staff. Uh, what kind of benefits are you seeing um, out of the system for healthcare? Well, I think one of the biggest benefits is the reporting capabilities, the ability to really see the information in one place. We have an offender summary. We have um, an ability to pull information where in our previous system it was kind of located in different places. So I think at a glance in terms of being able to pull information, I think our processes will be streamlined as well with the new system. And, and Liz, I know you're um, a big player in, in, in this rollout. So can you talk about some of the benefits you're seeing? We're really excited about it all being in one system. Currently, we have scheduling and all of the, the modules in NextGen are, are separated. So one system is going to make it a lot easier for staff, for them to have access and to communicate with each other. So it's definitely going to improve communication. We have an electronic medication administration record, uh, EMAR, which we currently do paper. That will be electronic after go live um, once we get running with comms, and that's going to improve the accuracy of our medication system and also just the efficiencies of how staff save staff a lot of time. Some of the other things... Uh, the standardized documentation standards. Staff will be able to go into the system and they'll have requirements that they have to complete before they can finalize their documentation. So that's going to improve our overall record content. Well, I think that's important if, if, we're, if we're doing our electronic medication records on paper. That's probably not a good sign. So probably good to have our electronic records electronically. So I'm glad to hear that that's, <laughs> that that's part of that's that. That's what electronic records are, Chris, electronically. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad we're, not, glad we're not doing that. I'm glad we're not doing that on paper. That's good to know. So, so it sounds like we're obviously there's a lot of great stuff that's coming out of comms. So how is this uh, new system going to be rolled out? We have established, the department has established a healthcare change network to help with the transition to comms. Change champions have been selected 
um, at each facility. We have actually scheduled what's called readiness calls. Those are taking place, I think, starting in the next week or two. The change champions at each facility will be able to answer questions and also share uh, information with staff and the project, uh, the comms project team. The change champions consist of many of what we call our super users, so kind of our experts. They're very tech savvy, very knowledgeable of the system, so they'll be good uh, resources for staff. We are also testing the software at Women's Huron Valley. We are actually going to start that December 6th, and then we'll be fully functioning as a pilot on December 10th. Comms will be live for a month there before we turn it on at other facilities. That kind of gives us a sense of what is going to be needed at other facilities statewide. There's lots of pieces that go into that in terms of making sure we have the scheduling done. We are doing training right now with all staff that's been taking place for the last couple weeks. I myself have actually attended comms training as well. Um, well, don't hang on. T- tell us about that. What's what's the, what's the training like? Do you, I mean, is it? They is did it... a shortened training for me. They didn't do a two They didn't do a two day training for me. They did a shortened training for me, where I got to see where the system, uh, what the system looked like, some of the capabilities of the systems, the reports. Uh, so it just was a one-day training and for me. And what did you think about the system? I really am a, a big advocate for the system. Uh, everything's in one place. The reports are really simple. Um, the information on an offender, you can quickly go in and, and just see everything. The level of care for mental health is there. So it really does make the information easier. I know our staff don't always like to go to a new system, but I really think that with this system, they're really going to see some benefits, and it really is going to simplify the work that they do eventually. You know, when we roll out something, it's a little challenging at first. There's some bumps in the road with a new implementation, but I think as we work through those, they'll really see the benefits of the new system. What about our staff in the UP? Uh, they're going to be all trained. Is there, a, is there something happening up there to, to make it easier for them? Yeah, staff in the UP are getting training. I've actually, we started training them early so that um, we could get the weather, get them trained before right, the weather right. got bad. But um, the, all the training is done by discipline. The doctors are getting specific training, nursing, and then super users, schedulers. And so when does this all officially go out statewide for everyone to be start to start using? Our goal date is um, January 14th. That's coming up. So, I mean, I know we're, we're talking now, and that seems very not, not too long uh, in the future. When did we start this process and really going through all the training and getting How long has this been worked on? Um, we've been working on the process for the whole system for over a year. Healthcare got really um, involved last year, 2018, about in August, and we started um, getting our subject matter experts together. Obviously, there's a lot of things that are going to be really kicking off then in 2020 when this goes when this goes live. So, and I think one of the interesting things now that we've been implementing comms kind of throughout, now we're going to start seeing the modules kind of interacting together, right? And so, and it maybe seems a little weird, but it's true that food service and healthcare are going to be the first ones to interact. And, and what's that going to mean for, for having those two to be able to interact together? That's going to be super helpful. It's going to save staff a lot of time and they won't have to do um, paper entry and sending things via paper to food service. They will, it will communicate right in the system. The provider will order a diet and food service will be able to open in, into comms and open that diet and see what the diet is and process the order. So, I mean, so that sounds obviously very exciting, but is there one thing that's most exciting uh, to you, Liz, as you think about comms and, and 
what are you most looking forward to? I think the simplicity of use. Um, it's very user-friendly. Our staff, we have had a lot of compliments and training at how simple the process is. It's not as complex as NextGen that we currently have. I think standardization is huge. And then for me, paperless, when we go live with comms, we will no longer be creating a paper record on intake, and we will no longer be adding to our paper health records. So that is going to be a huge cost saver and time saver for our staff. Yeah, I mean, obviously nobody likes change, and so that you're always going to run into some people who don't want to learn a new system, or you know. But in this case, when you can show them that one, it's it's easier to use, it's more simple, and it re- will reduce the amount of work that you do because you're not having to do things multiple times. I think that's going to really help uh, win people over. But I want to ask you, Marty Kay, the same thing. You know, what are you most looking forward to? What's most most exciting about this for you? Well, in addition to what Liz said, I think the new record really has some efficiencies because we, the team that Liz is on, the comms team, has really thought about standardization across all disciplines. So I think after rollout, um, we'll start to see that, a decrease in staff time for some of our processes, um, which I think will be a huge benefit. And I think, you know, the reporting capabilities to our are a greater improvement um, from the current system. Well, I think you guys have really explained it well, and I think so well that I think even Greg might have now learned a little bit about healthcare. So a I think l- that's a little bit. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the most important thing. If you if you taught Greg something, I think the rest of the staff who are actually <laughs> learned about this subject it's very hard to do, uh, Chris. Yes. It's, well, very, well, it's very hard to do. Yeah, we'll be appreciative of what you said. Well, no, go ahead. Well, Greg, we have lots of openings in healthcare. If you want to be a tester for comms, or I, I, was, can, I was thinking doctor, maybe doctor. Yeah, <laughs> we do <laughs> report while your clinical background in that. <laughs> Well, I, that, that's, you know, you guys, it's enjoyable to listen to, you know, kind of what you guys think is the most exciting part about this. Aside from comms, Marty Kane, Liz, you guys are doing some really, really important work for the Department of Corrections um, and the, on the healthcare side. You know, we can't thank you enough for what you do every single day because it is such an impactful, important job. Um, thank you guys so much for what you do. Um, and thanks for coming on Field Days and talking about comms and the new things that are going to be happening. It's exciting. I know it can be a little apprehensive with change. But as you guys explained, it's, you know, there's a lot of efficiencies here. And it's very exciting to move to this, this new model. And, uh, and hopefully everybody enjoys it and, and can get something out of it. So um, thank you guys for coming on and talking about comms. Thanks for having us. Thank you. All right, Chris. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed, uh, what is that, comms edition 4.0, I think, at this point. We, our, first, our first discussion on comms was with Jeff Anderson, who is um, you know, kind of heading up this whole comms rollout for the department um, and doing a great job. I know it's, it's uh, I, I can't imagine the, um, the stress and the amount of work that goes into something like this. But um, So we had Jeff on to talk about the whole project. And then I believe we talked about um, some, some food service. Then we talked about change champions. And then finally, we're, we're at the point where we're talking about the rollout of healthcare. So hopefully everybody is kind of understanding where we're at with the project, what's rolled out, what's still you know, waiting to, to come out. But uh, I, hope these are, I hope these are useful for people, Chris. I, I know you're finding these very useful. Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, we've been talking about this for so long, and it's great to see it finally actually start to happen. I know the facilities and the field offices are, I think, a little bit anxious, a little bit of anxiety, maybe sure. trying to figure out when this is going to happen for them, what's going to be different for them, because everybody uses these systems differently. And so for some, it might it's going to be a lot of involvement in it. Some, it's going to be, you know, not as much. But I think now that it's, people are starting to see it, and they're having some involvement in it, and now we've, we, they've got these change champions throughout the department that are able to answer those kind of questions and, and be kind of a cheerleader for for what's going on, uh, I think it's only going to help. And now, as we're seeing with healthcare being rolled out statewide, along with now with food service, you're going to start seeing them interact. Yep. And so if there are any issues, we can start to work those out. And it sounds like they've already, there's been so much time and, and money spent, uh, really just time and, and, the, and the 
people power of yeah. all the people that have come together. Those to are work called on this. subject matter experts, Chris. They're called yes. SMEs. Well, I, I'm not going to call them a SME. You're not a SME. I am not a SME. No. <laughs> uh, but no, no, you're right. This can be very stressful when you keep hearing about this new system. And you don't know where it's at, or you, it's not touched your area yet. I believe that the Pro Board and their and their PIBIS system may be next, uh, followed by FOA. So it's coming, and it's, it's it should hit your area. Fairly soon, especially for FOA, probably in the next, I don't know, year. This, you're right. It is a lot, is a lot of work for a lot of people um, who are doing you know, a lot of this extra testing and, and, and researchy kind of stuff um, on top of their job. So thank you to everybody out there who has is, who is stepped up and is helping with this project. It is so greatly appreciated because the system should work so much better than uh, you know, all of our systems right now. And not only that, but they'll be combined. So um, good stuff. We, uh, hopefully we'll have a, a new edition here of, of comms 5.0 here in the very near future. Um, what else is going on, Chris? It's Thanksgiving this week, right? Yes, it is. I have a lot that's, to be thankful that's a, that's for. That's always fun. I'm not going to be around you for, for like a whole week. So, I mean, you, I'm wait, you're thankful for that? I'm very thankful for that. Oh, just, just to get away and have some time to myself. Okay, so you're not going to be here all week, you're saying. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I hope everybody takes time to, um, you know, really enjoy their family and friends and to uh, let uh, let work go away and uh, spend time with um, the people who matter in their lives. But I also know that we have, right, Chris, a lot of people who are still working during this time. Yeah, I think it's always important to remember whenever we have these big holidays, you know, everybody, these aren't all just office jobs. We have people who are on the front lines. ARU folks are still going to be out, you know, looking for absconders. You know, we're still going to have officers and, and staff inside of all facilities, keeping people safe. And so I think it's always good to remember uh, those individuals who are continuing to work while we're all at home with our families. Um, so I always want to make sure that we take time to, to remember that. Like you said, with the holidays, you know, we've got obviously Thanksgiving this week. And then soon after that will be Christmas. And holidays can be very stressful times. And so we know that in corrections, corrections employees have a lot more stress than, than other staff uh, or other jobs uh, in other professions. And so that's why we have the wellness unit. And so we're planning to bring on the wellness unit uh, in the next couple of weeks to talk about how you can deal with stress uh, during the holiday time. So I'm looking forward to hearing, hearing that. And I think hopefully our staff will, be, will find some, some comfort and find some good tips on how to get through the holidays as, as less stress as possible. Yeah, no, for sure. I think that'll be good. That's good. I think it's a good way to use um, the wellness unit too, you know, I mean, they, they have a great message and some, like you said, great tips. So, you know, let's, let's see if they can get on the podcast and put it out to, you know, p- the people that listen to this. So um, I did see some big news though on, on the email machine, Chris, and that I is did, uh, yeah. one of our longtime employees. Very sad. Yeah. One of our longtime employees is, is finally going to hang up, hang it up and, uh, re- and retire. Uh, Assistant Deputy Director and CFA Lloyd Rappeljay is going to call it quits and, uh, Go into the sunset and, and enjoy his retirement. Uh, when is it? I think end of end of January, February first. I think. Yeah, or, yeah, or January, February. Yeah. So it's gonna be very sad to see him go. Somebody it was a great resource. Somebody with so much institutional knowledge uh, and just a real gravitas. People really mm-hmm. appreciated him and looked yeah, at him great, for great guy. leadership. Yeah, just awesome guy. And it's gonna be very sad to see him go. So I'm looking forward to going down to Jackson to go to his uh, his going away. Uh, shindig and uh, but more importantly just to, to thank him for all that he did for more than 30 years uh, for this department and service of the state and public safety no good stuff uh anything else you got chris you want to wrap this up it's a you know it's it's a holiday holiday week i think we should probably let people get back to their families yeah i think and, that's uh, a good idea and enjoy and enjoy their time so make sure you stay tuned next week for a new episode of field days podcast all right. As always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us a review. You can always follow the department on Facebook at MI Corrections and on Twitter at Michigan DOC, as well as the FOA account at MDOC FOA and the CFA account at MDOC CFA. 
and you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Field Days Podcast.